Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today we're speaking with Bradford Sims. Hey, Bradford, how are you? Good, doing well. It's great to have you on the show. Uh, Bradford, we're going into the world of academia today. Bradford is the president of Capital Technology University, which is squarely focused on all of those things that we're hearing so much about with STEM and computer science and cybersecurity and artificial intelligence pretty much all of the things that are defining the present and the future. So we're excited to talk about all of those elements with Bradford in a second. But before we get there, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career today. Sure, I, uh, I grew up outside of Chicago and uh, went to school for construction management. And then I took a job in industrial construction and I worked around the United States in that profession. And then I decided one day, maybe I should get a master's degree. So I quit my job, went to University of Florida, got a master's in construction, thought I was gonna go back into the industry. I really wanted to move up into like a vice president position. I liked operation stuff. And, uh, and so this was the nineties before the internet, right? So mm -hmm. uh, the professors back at Purdue where I had my bachelor's called me and said, hey, if you come up here, we'll, uh, we'll pay for you to get a doctorate. And I, I didn't have any nice. children yet. And um, I, I said, well, I'm not sure what I'll do with the doctorate, but it's free. So my wife and I talked about it. And so I went up to Purdue and I was a graduate instructor and finished a doctorate thinking I was gonna go back to industry because I really enjoyed the construction industry. And um, all of a sudden the folks who were interviewing me from industry said, well, what are we gonna do with you? You have a doctorate. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm not any smarter now than I was before, but uh, on the flip side, all the universities wanted me as a professor because I had industry experience and a doctorate. So right. I thought I'd try my hand at higher education and uh, just ended up in higher education and uh, started out as assistant professor at University of Florida and um, moved around to different state universities and, and nonprofit universities and ended up here at Capital Tech in Laurel, Maryland. That's great. I, I love that story. Where are you from in the Chicago area, by the way? I'm in the from the northwest corner of Indiana. I was born in Hammond, Indiana. Oh, of course, Hammond, Indiana. No, well, I'm from Evanston, so grew up in the Chicago area as well. So, tell me a little bit more about what you're doing at Capital Technology University now. It, it sounds like a fascinating school. Yeah, Capital Tech is, is unique. It's a small university, so many people haven't heard of it, but it's been around since 1927. Mm -hmm. It was started in Washington, D.C. by a Navy vet who wanted to teach other people how to build radios. So they started it in D.C. It moved to a couple of different locations, ended up north of D.C. here in Laurel, Maryland, right off the parkway in mm -hmm. the 80s. And they built a, a small campus. We've got several buildings here uh, and, and are surrounded by residential neighborhoods. And it's always been focused from the beginning on, on STEM type or management of STEM degrees. 
And that's all we do is, is those type of in-demand degree areas. And so I came here about five years ago and uh, working with the folks here, I've expanded the degree offerings in all the STEM areas from the bachelor's, master's and doctorate. And so we aggressively look at where the market industry needs are and those are the degree programs that we add. And so we're right between NSA and NASA. Lots of our students go to work or are working in those. We have um, many online doctoral programs are all designed for working individuals. So that's really where our global students are at home. We just had graduates this semester from Singapore to Switzerland. And oh, wow. so, uh, but they're all focused on degree areas that are in demand. Like we were the first university before 9-11 to have an online master's degree in information assurance. And then it grew dramatically after 9-11 and now it's called of course cybersecurity. And that's, that's <laughs> one of our largest programs at all degree levels. And then a few years ago, because my background was construction management, industrial facilities, I said, hey, let's add critical infrastructure. Because nice. if you look at the Department of Homeland Security, the 16 sectors, most of them are facilities and they operate the same way with pumps and valves. And so specifically critical infrastructure can be attacked through operational technology and industrial control systems. So we added degrees in that area, even before you heard about the colonial pipeline attack. So we're, we're aggressively you know, going after these segments that industry is in huge need of. And we want our students, because we're a career focused university, we want our students to walk out the door with a well-paying job and a great career and, or, or advance in it. And that's our focus only. Yeah. And I, you know, all of these subjects are the hottest topics uh, out there and probably I would imagine probably the best jobs for, for anybody graduating from school these well, days. It's funny you said that. So we here at Capital Tech for our undergraduate students that come to us on campus as a freshman or transfer in with two years left to go, we guarantee them a minimum $50,000 a year starting salary. And if they don't make that when they graduate, their loan and their parents' loan quarterly payments will be repaid until they exceed $50,000 starting salary. Now that's easy for us to do. It's we we pay. It's like a scholarship we give out because we pay for it. But none of our students walk out the door making less than fifty thousand dollars because our degrees are just that needed in the marketplace. And and yeah, students, you know, we have almost ninety percent placement rate just with the undergraduate program because again, the industry that's what they need. Yeah. Now, I mean, Bradford, you and I talked a little bit before the show. You know, you have a high school daughter and. I have, I have two high school sons looking out in college and it's interesting. I've just gone through that whole review process for looking at universities across the country. And, you know, I, I have a one son who's fascinated by data science and loves, loves data science, but it, I was amazed at how many new programs there were, but that it was such a new field at really top universities actually. And I, and so it, it shows you that people are, are catching up to what you, what you guys have been doing for, for quite a while. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what, you know, um, again, what's in demand out there yeah. that we know. And, and a matter of fact, just a, an idea with the cybersecurity graduates is if you added up all the graduates from all the universities in cybersecurity across the U S my guess is there's no way you could fill the demand. If you went and looked at the job listings now, it's just, 
huge demand in that area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of hitting on one of the key questions I really have for you, which is, as you look at the types of courses that you're offering and the graduates coming out of Cap Tech, put it into context of that demand. You know, what is the real need and how are you guys filling that? Well, the demand, I mean, I get calls from all industry segments. So, you know, I may have a call from the facility management association or the construction industry or Verizon um, or the, uh, you know, the Department of Defense where, you know, do you have more students in this or this? And the answer is we, we can't fill your demand. You know, we yeah. need more students coming into these programs to fill the marketplace. And years ago with the cybersecurity, because students would, as a freshman, after a year or two, working as an intern, they would get a full-time job offer and then they would leave without their bachelor's degree. So we had to incorporate online learning several years ago so that we could help those students still continue on and complete their bachelor's degree because they were getting jobs without having a bachelor. So it's just, you know, the, uh, the, the pipeline coming in is just not big enough from all market segments. So, you know, as an example for the bachelor's degree, you have um, the traditional freshmen, you have transfer students, you have military that's transitioning out, going into it. And then you have the adult learners that sometimes are transitioning from their current job into a new market area. And so that whole mix, and how do you, how do you handle, they all have different needs for those type of students. And so you're always kind of dealing with, uh, you know, helping them out and helping them uh, get through the processes and, you know, is it a mix of on? So we offer a mix of online learning, hybrid, on campus, and we're covering all those areas because the learners need those access points to complete the the knowledge that they need. But they 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 certainly don't have a problem finding employment, and we help them. That's part of our job. I mean, for for our traditional undergraduate students, besides career fairs, we actually have career training throughout the four year program, including. How do you complete a security clearance form? Because as you wow. can imagine in our market area, lots of organizations require you know, security clearance. And so we're there to help our students pass that as well to get their, the job they want. Yeah, no, it, not, all those details matter for sure. Let me shift gears a little bit and ask you about the last couple of years, Radford, because we've been living in a moment where higher education certainly has been challenged on how do you teach when, when you can't be with the students? And uh, just be curious to, to hear your learnings from that and, and how that's reshaped or, or impacted capital tech going forward. Sure. So, uh, Whatever we were closed down due to you know the the COVID uh, March 2020 closures you know all the businesses shut down. Mm-hmm. We were already um, for several years we used a combination of synchronous and asynchronous learning. So for the on ground classes, we basically took a two week break. We uh, had staff get trained up on on those type of technologies plus Zoom so we could start working from home. And then we uh, finished out the semester uh, pretty nicely with our students because we we're already in that modality with our oh, master's nice. doctoral programs being completely online. So mm-hmm. that wasn't too bad for us. The, uh, 
the comeback, you know, was harder because uh, as we opened up operations for on ground in that fall of 20, you know, you had to, uh, it, for, the, for, the, for the students, you had to have the classrooms with limited numbers and, you know, mm -hmm. all sorts of measures in place for cleaning and everything. When we did that, and probably I'd say since um, we came back in some hybrid mode, first of all, in, in fall of 20, we have a, a very good COVID-19 response team. And I'm gonna say, realistically, we've had less than probably 15 cases Wow. Uh, Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're small. And that's one of the things that's helped us. And actually being through the pandemic, you know, we're not a big organization, university that has lots of sports teams and lots of huge food services. So without those expenses, we were able to manage the COVID pretty well with the slowdown and, and financially get through it. And so we're, we're stable. We're a stable organization. And uh, as, as we come out of it now, we're seeing a, actually, we're seeing a bigger growth in working individuals completing their doctorates online. And it seems wow. to be a, a, a place that a lot of people are hungry to, to uh, obtain that advanced knowledge and, and help them in their career. That's great. Yeah, I mean, as someone who did a, a PhD himself, I, I found today, it's interesting, so much of the research you can do but certainly this, the kind of the support research you'll do for any form of a doctorate is almost all online now, right? Everything can be sent to you digitally. So it, it has completely changed the game. I mean, I, I grew up, my father's a professor and as was my grandfather. And um, so I, I grew up going to, to sit in college libraries with my father as he, as he would kind of review books all the time and uh it, it's it's funny to explain to him how how little that's needed now right. <laughs> you know? so it's it certainly dramatically shifted but you know let's uh let's kind of uh talk about where we are i mean we're pushing into the the brave new world of the future here all of these topics that you guys cover off are the really the the groundswell of the kind of intellectual areas that that are creating this future. Tell us a little bit about what's going to be the big thing in 2022 and, and where you see things going. Well, yeah, I think, you know, uh, the challenges is really with the uh, em employment and, and how employees perceive their jobs now going forward, coming out of COVID. Mm. And, uh, you know, all employers are experiencing different levels of, of that and, and huge demand of needs across all industry segments of employees. But, um, some of them perceive their jobs completely different than they, they did before. Uh, you know, uh, best example that I, I'm thinking that I can give from my own experiences in the uh, before COVID days, if you were, uh, say you're a real estate construction company, you know, around cities, they'd build these office complexes and they'd fill up and then they'd expand and they move them out. And so cities would grow, right? But right. today coming out of COVID, those may not be occupied. They may not be the future because there's a whole different look on how can you work potentially from home or um, shared space. And so I don't, I, we haven't seen the full uh, impact of the way that's going to, to end up with employees. But what we do see, especially in our, our programs around cybersecurity and critical infrastructure, uh, you can see it on the news, right? The, the attacks and the ransomware. 
And, you know, if you have more people who are highly educated in technology sitting in a, in a house, <laughs> you know, you have more time to, to, for some of these bad actors to work together and mm. come up with ideas like that. So, so it's, 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 it's going to be, um, you know, that kind of landscape for a while, I think, is where we're going to see everything's a digital world in that regard. Um, I, I know I don't see replacement of face-to-face -face meetings completely because you, you can gain so much and working with your colleagues, you can throw out ideas and stuff like that. So it's not optimal just to be isolated by yourself at home, but I think it's gonna be a hybrid, just like I see higher education. And starting in um, 2005, I started my first online master's degree mm -hmm. because I thought, you know, let me figure it out. Is this the future or not? And so I put one together and it took off. And, and I thought, you know, there's some, something about this for the future of education itself. And now I'm thinking with the bandwidth improvement and everything that um, higher education itself is going to be a mix of asynchronous, synchronous, face-to-face, -face, you know, hybrid type of things, a little bit on campus, but not all of it. And I think that's just the way it's going to be because from our end here at Capital Tech, what I really like is that all of our, our instructors, whether they're part-time or full-time, all came out of industry. Mm -hmm. And since we're a career-focused university, we want people who are actively working in this industry teaching our students because the closest you can get to what's really going on, students gain the most. And, and having these type of new scenario with the way education is delivered, to me, that's the future of making yeah. sure our students get what they need in that knowledge base. It's interesting. I thought a lot over the last couple of years, you know, our, my developers for my company have, I would say, been about a decade ahead of everybody else in terms of this virtual working. I mean, pretty much all of the tools that we started to utilize en masse during COVID developers had their own set of those tools for ages, right? I mean, right. Uh, you know, if you talk to any, any computer scientists, they actually like to work alone and not necessarily sitting in an office. And, and so it's, it's kind of interesting to see how, in fact, we're all now shifting towards that in some form or fashion. Um, and it completely makes sense that your structure would be some type of a new mix of those types of things. But certainly the demand for all of these topics uh, with the challenges that we face in the world today for cybersecurity needs, uh, really all the work that's happening in the machine learning space, there's going to be more and more demand for STEM services and STEM solutions. So uh, I think it's probably a positive thing for capital technology and CapTech University going forward. Bradford, it's been great talking to you today. If someone wanted to learn more about uh, what's going on at CapTech, where should they go? The easiest place to go is to our website, which is captechu.edu. And you can connect to all the programs and to the faculty and to me, we're, again, we're a small private nonprofit university. So you get easy access to whoever you wanna to talk to. We do also uh, have lots of partnerships with organizations and businesses. And if somebody's interested in that as well, we do have simple partnerships we offer besides our education products. 
Well, I mean, it's it's been enlightening to hear about what you guys are doing. More power to you. I certainly think we need cap tech to continue to grow, actually. Seems like we need more cap techs, <laughs> for sure. But uh, Bradford, thank you so much for being on the program today. We've been speaking with Bradford Sims. He's the president at Capital Technology University. It's a university that really focuses on, on STEM uh, courses and, and areas like computer science, cybersecurity, data science, analytics, technology, machine learning. Uh, pretty much, as I said before, all of the things that are, are laying the groundwork for the uh, digital world and, and leading us into the metaverse in some form or fashion. So Bradford, thank you so much for being on Uncaged Day, and we look forward to having you back. Thank you.